Open Micro Comedy Podcast. What's up, Maximo? How's it going? Hello, my friend. Good, good. So we skipped last week because uh, I was in San Francisco, mm-hmm. so we're doing yeah. it this week. Uh, we are the Open Micro Comedy Podcast. We're a podcast with uh, open micers that we invite, and uh, most of them are people from L.A. who are pe- well, mostly are people who moved to L.A. to pursue a dream of being a stand-up comedian, right? I guess. Yeah, in different uh, different varieties. Some people just starting out. Some people who've been doing it for a while. You know, that's my intro. What did you think of that intro? Was that? It was too informative. <laughs> <laughs> it just more informative is good because we, we usually we just start talking at the beginning, right? I think so that's fine. I like it. It's not bad, right? I felt mm-hmm. I felt like I was kind of stumbly a little bit, but uh, it wasn't bad. It was a good introduction. Uh, how's it going? We have Ashley today. Yeah, good Ashley's to be back. Back, Ashley's back. I love Ashley. You know, you know what I like? I like drawing uh, black people's hair. Ooh. Yeah, because you can do weird shapes, and then all you gotta do is just put the texture on it. It's really interesting. You can just do really interesting. Draw shapes. me, please. Draw my hair. Yeah. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> How have you been? It's been a couple of weeks since we've seen you. Good. You know, just enjoying the new year. Um, you know, staying active, hitting up mics, trying new mics. Doing the mics. Doing the mics. See, I feel like I feel bad calling this the Open Micro Comedy Podcast because me and Maximo haven't done comedy in like several yeah, months. months. It's been like three months since we've done yeah, we any fucking up. open mics. <laughs> well, don't worry. I, I do enough for all of us. Like I can, um, <laughs> I share. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. Share. Yeah, I share and I, I bring new mic you know people from mics to you guys yeah yeah you're like our you're like our pimp you're like our podcast pimp yeah you know there's no better pimp to be and and speaking of somebody who you brought to us to to pimp out (laughs) a hoe (laughs) 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 this is somebody we've never met before yeah metaphoric hoe uh is zane what's up zane what's up man how's it going good good How how did you guys meet we met last night at yeah. the Pack Theater. Um, no, yeah. that was not last night. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, two nights ago? It was on... Um, it was Monday. Monday. Yeah, it had to have been Monday. That's so what's today? Thursday? Yeah. Wow, yeah, time goes by fast. <laughs> yeah, sometimes like entire weeks just kind of pass, you know? Like, I was like, I did not see you. Especially, especially like when you get older, just like weeks pass and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, how yeah. is it next week Actually, already? Actually, I had know? that thought. Like, am I getting older or am I getting more schizophrenic? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> It sucks. It really sucks. I don't know what it is. I, I think it just might be staying in one place too long. I think that's why like people move around, right? Because it slows your perception of time. And really, that's what's important. You know, yeah. like just make, getting the most, squeezing the most time out of fucking life mm-hmm. before you die, right? Amen. I, I think with age, you experience more time. So the more time you experience, the faster it goes by because you have a bigger scale of time in your head. Deep. You know? What do you mean? Say that again. Basically, to a kid... Mm-hmm. If you tell them you got to wait two weeks on something or you got to wait right. three months, it seems like forever because they haven't experienced a vast amount of time yet. But if you're 45, right. you know what I'm saying? You've experienced so much time that a year to you is still not far out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, and plus everything is like shit you've seen before. Right. You know? like right. If, oh, I've seen that before. I've, everything I've seen 
this week, last week, the fucking weeks, the whole last year, I've seen all that shit before. Right. Fucking done with that shit, man. <laughs> well, that's true because, you know, what you're talking about is patterns, right? Like mm-hmm. we get in routines and patterns and that's basically what life becomes. And kids don't have that. I mean, you know, they do, but yeah. everything's mm-hmm. new, like school, New Year's, new clothes, new, mm-hmm. you know, everything is new. So I, I totally relate to that. But yeah, they could true. just like, they yeah. could just sit and like, I mean, they could just stand up and start spinning, right? And then they'll just be entertained by their fucking <laughs> Spinning bodies, right? Like, are, what we are, talking, are we talking about my daughter or my dog? Like, <laughs> either one, right? Either one. That's pretty. Mu- that pretty much describes my dreams. Like those patterns. Like, what do you mean? Or, uh, yeah, it just seems like the dreams I have are are schizophrenic in in the sense that like Schizo- <laughs> define schizophrenic. What, like, what do you mean by it? like? But do you mean like well, actual the, schizophrenia? The, it's so realistic at the time of it happening that you can't tell the difference between like that dream and reality. Really? Yeah. Oh. So you have very realistic dreams, huh? Yeah. So what's schizophrenic about that? Cause I mean, we all schizophrenic. <laughs> we <laughs> are fucked up. That's isn't that a lucid. Are you talking about a lucid yeah, dream? L- lucid dreaming is when you're able to control your dreams. Yeah. You're aware yeah. of it. Right. You're aware of it. And you, you, it's like basically you're like a super powered person. Like you but can just no, do whatever you want. Definitely not, definitely not a lucid dream. Hmm. No. Oh, okay. Just a dream yeah. that feels very real. It but just mo- feels most dreams. Real. Describe one of your dreams. Really? I always know when I'm dreaming. Like, so you're saying that you are unaware that you're dreaming. Of course. At the time. That's the whole point. You, you're yeah. always aware that you're dreaming? Yes. Wow. So, so you're uh, always experiential. Luc- you're yeah. always lucid dreaming then. That's a skill to have. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't even. But that that sounds way less fun. Cause no, it's really fun. Yeah, because you could do whatever the fuck you want. You right. can like fuck your grandma. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, no. I haven't done that. One. <laughs> I mean, like, but it's sometimes fun to wake up from like a crazy fucking dream and go like, "Whoa, that was that was insane," but that wasn't real. So. What, yeah. what, what kind of things do you dream about, Maxwell? <laughs> well, the thing is, like, it's so, like, uh, tangential to my own life, but it's weird that it, they come up in a dream. It, it doesn't really make any sense. Like, like I have mm. um, an acquaintance, and I had a dream that I went to his birthday party, and it was just, like, a bunch of men, and there was, like, this naked guy, like, boxing, and, like, and everybody was uh, flirting with this... Uh, this trans woman who looked like this uh, slut from high school. <laughs> okay, okay. This sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's stuff all, like that. Yeah, all of this just seems like normal party shit, you know? Like, that doesn't seem... I mean, dreams, uh, they should be imaginative and fun, no? I mean, that just seems like... No, no, my my dreams aren't like like a, a, a weird-ass... Uh, Nightmare. Or like a CGI movie. <laughs> it's not like that at all. It's more like uh, just a reality that's fucked up. <laughs> do you yeah, think yeah. that any of your dreams are kind of like um i don't know uh, unconsciously giving you a lesson or a message oh, totally, yeah something yeah do you insightful? buy that you, you, you think that's true i don't think all my dreams are particularly to kind of like help me but i do mm. think that there are i think i think it's yourself right in your brain that stores all this information telling you insight on something and it may not be directly with the dreams like let's say you have a dream that someone stabs you in the back right mm-hmm. and the person in it is is your grandma since we were bringing up grandmas right. well 9 times out of 10 she's it's not about the grandma she's mad you, fu- you fucked <laughs> right. her so she's mad <laughs> she's, she's getting revenge <laughs> yeah i really do believe there is but some kernel of truth in these dreams intuition right yeah. like it's come it's kind of like um bringing it all together letting you know yeah. that hey be aware 
that maybe someone really isn't in your interest, acting in your interest or something like that, you know? Yeah. But, but, but before we go, yeah, can that. we introduce Zane? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, like Zane. Yeah, let's do it like a proper Zane yeah. intro. That's something um, we forget. <laughs> yeah, we always forget. No, so t- tell, tell us about your, uh, your, your life in a couple of seconds. Zane. Oh, couple, like, my life in a couple well, how'd you, how'd you end up in L.A.? Are you an L.A. native or did you come here? No, I was born in South Carolina. South Carolina. Wow. Yeah. What, what, what <laughs> happens in South Carolina? What, what is that? A lot of country shit. <laughs> is, it, is it country? It's country. Yeah, it's country. Like I'm from the city, but it's so it's like country deep shit, south shit, huh? Right. Wow. It is. Hmm. Yeah, you know, just, just hood shit, too. Like hood? where I'm from is like hood shit. So like mm-hmm. when people come to South Carolina, they're like, oh, it's so beautiful. And I'll be like, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, you must didn't go around my areas. Where, the, where is South Carolina? I know it's below North Carolina, <laughs> yeah. but what, what, what else surrounds? Is it, what it's surrounds like, it? North is Carolina it? is above, uh-huh. and then Georgia is beneath. Oh, Georgia. But you have to go through Georgia so to get Georgia to and then Florida, right? Right. Okay. So, so it's, it's like a, the second it's state. A coastal, it's a coastal place, right? Yeah, a coastal state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when did then you come over here? I came over here in 2017, July 2017. Ah, oh, wow. wow. New. New to L.A. Wow. New to L.A., huh? I flew, I flew here straight from Iraq. Whoa. What? Yeah. Fuck. This guy's a vet. Elaborate, yeah. elaborate. Elaborate. I was over there fixing drones. I'm a drone technician. I'm an avionics Holy technician. Holy shit. So I fix helicopters, planes, drones. Damn, wow. that's awesome. That's what? awesome. What a story. I've always wanted to meet a drone operator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but I know you're a drone technician. Yeah, I'm a technician. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you were born in South Carolina. Right. How long did you stay there for? 14 years. 14 years. So yep. just, just right up until high school, and then you moved away from South Carolina? Yeah, basically. Like, I never went to high school in South Carolina. So uh-huh. like literally before my ninth grade year, I moved to Florida. And then I started high school from I started high school in Florida. Why? Why did you move to Florida? Because my parents were divorced. So then I moved with my dad. Mm-hmm. Mm. Damn, that's tough. And it yeah. was, I mean, uh, it Florida. Was for me. <laughs> Florida, I mean, certain parts of Florida are like deep south. Right. And the other parts yeah. like Miami are like kind of like L.A. Big right? city, fast life. Yeah. yeah. So what, 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 what part of Florida did you move to? I was like midway in between. OK. Because it's kind of like it's kind of like. Can you give us a city? Jacksonville. OK. Mm-hmm. That's where um, a college is, right? Jackson, yeah. Mississippi. Yeah, college there. What one? college is that? Uh, no, that's Mississippi. What's the fucking big college? <laughs> in my head. Florida I'm State. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. That's it has to be Florida State. Right. Yeah. And is that Damn, is college? that the boot like. Yeah. In the corner. No, the boot is Louisiana. No, but I mean, is it closer? Jacksonville, is it closer? Is it on the side of the Gulf or on the side of the Atlantic? Oh, these are deep questions. <laughs> Y'all, you turn Welcome to the geography to podcast. <laughs> right. gonna, she said, tell talk me about, about your life, but put the geography in it, too. <laughs> I don't know that type of stuff. Well, because I was in St. Petersburg, and it was beautiful. Where is St. Petersburg? It's um, closer to the Gulf, so it's gorgeous. Uh-huh. Like, the water's nice and warm and calm. Right. White sands. I heard it's really cheap to live there, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Shit, shit is cheap spring. everywhere. It's besides, like, L.A. and New York and San Francisco. I mean, you could buy a house <laughs> yeah. in, like, the deep south for like what 30,000 30, yeah 30 40,000 dollars like easy you know what I really like nice about house. Florida is it, it seems like the kind of place where like you can you can punch a guy and and solve your problems that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can chop their head off and just get away with it <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's always, it's always been it's always been a dream of mine to to visit the south and meet a guy named Clem at a bar you know like I've always wanted to do that shit I, I'm, just, I'm just too scared though because I'm an Asian guy so somebody will probably beat me up or he'll probably hit you one chink, of those you know? jokes like uh, what's the capital of Bangkok then punch you in the dick 
<laughs> it was the capital of Thailand. It didn't say Bangkok and punch you in the dick. Oh, <laughs> you you stepped on your own joke there. Right, I did. Oh. Is is it pretty racist in the deep south or? Like I mean, it's racist, but it's not like you experience it. Like, oh. you know, because normally it's like the average person, they probably will look at you a certain way. Like, right. a, like if I walk past a white person, I've had white people look at me like they're scared of me. When I was like 14, it's like I'm not even a scary looking person. <laughs> but, I, yeah, like, but I mean, you get that. You get that everywhere. You get that in Orange County. You get that in Los whoa, Angeles. Whoa. You know, I think you I, should define like country, like southern racism is totally different than systematic like west side. Yeah, what's yeah, the I difference? Would, I would what is like the difference? There is, with, yeah. You, oh, yeah, uh, please. Yeah. <laughs> I would think, well, I think, you don't experience racism on like a personal level, like a white person calling you the N-word or something like that. It's I get that shit all the time. That's one of my favorite I get that shit all the fucking time. Stop. No, I'm serious. <laughs> right. not, not the N-word, but like people, like white people just like, See, that's the thing. With, that's the thing with Asians. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing with Asians <laughs> is that there's no physical threat with Asians. With blacks, you know, they, they feel like, oh, if I if I call this person a name, they're going to beat me up. Right. With right. Asians, white people don't feel that way. So Wait. they'll just scream out like, chink, <laughs> look, a fucking chink. Are you fucking serious? Chink. Yeah, I get yeah, that shit yeah, all the fuck. I still get yeah. that shit. What? I still get it all the time. And you know what? I get it the most. I get it with the most when I'm with uh, a white chick. When, when I'm with a white chick, the racist stuff just fucking flows, man. Wow. <laughs> is, she, is, she, is she usually hot? Yeah. That would make sense then. Yeah, when I'm with a hot white chick, I get like racist shit just thrown at me. I, I was at a bar once, I remember, <laughs> and like this white guy was like, hey, uh, my daughter wants to thank you for helping her with the math homework. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what a fucking weird roundabout it's way to call me a. <laughs> right. Damn. That, that's messed up. I mean, one of my neighbors drove past my house and called me a nigger the other day. Damn. Yeah, Drove just, past just, your house? Yeah, and just screamed it at me. Oh. Fuck. It, it was one of your neighbors? How'd you know it was one of your neighbors? Because I know the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> so my he, God. He's, <laughs> he's not my immediate neighbor, okay. but like I right. know the car lives in the neighborhood because I always right. see it go back and forth. Uh, so I'm outside picking my hair, and I just hear, nigger. Oh, so I look like, oh, my, what the fuck? God damn. I'm oh, my gosh. Uh, punch he, that asshole. It, it, okay. It, it, it always just surprises crazy. me, like the, the level of blatant, just like calling out racist words. You know? Like, oh. who the fuck? What? Like, how racist do you have to be? To just call it out when you see, oh look, Jink, Jink, because they have like a support system. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like for you to do that, you have to have like people behind you. They're like, good job, way to go. Yeah. You, really did that you know what I mean? Go home and tell somebody yeah. about it. Like, let me tell you what I did today. Because yeah. if you can't go home and tell somebody, like you're not gonna just let it. Like, no, and I let it out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They can pull up their, <laughs> they can pull up their covers at night and be like, I did something oh. today. Yeah. <laughs> I let that Chink know that he's a Chink. Oh, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? I find like. Like, for someone calling you a name, like, that's one thing, right? Like, you can almost be like, what a fucking asshole, right? But when it's something like you go into a restaurant, like, this is what I find the South, like, it's more sort of hospitable racism, you know, like, you come in what the restaurant. What is hospitable racism? Wow, like, that's a different... Yeah, like it's almost like a backhanded compliment, uh -huh. you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like shade, so to speak. Like, you kind of have to keep your ears clean so that you can catch the tea. And by tea, I mean the truth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, like, Ex for example, expand, like, like in the south, like, let's say you're driving through because you're, I don't know, driving to um, New Orleans or whatever, right. and so you got to go through a couple little tiny little towns, and you go in there, and they happen to maybe haven't seen a black person in a long time, uh -huh. and then you just isn't, pick isn't the up south on full of black people. Well, absolutely, but the thing is, it's it's very segregated, but it's not like segregated. Like, for example. Um, where was I? Where's Hampton? I mean, not Hampton. Um, 
Baltimore. I was in Baltimore visiting a school for college. And I didn't realize that like there's almost like an unspoken road, like a division of like white people live over here and then black people live over there. Do you know what I mean? And like they Mm -hmm. don't really come together. So even the movie theaters, like there's a black movie theater and there's a white movie theater. It doesn't say you can't come in there. But I remember like on my recruiting trip, we went to a theater in what would be the equivalent of the burbs of Baltimore. And they were like, oh no, we we don't normally come over here. And they were almost even afraid to ask for like tickets and I was like but, but we're students like we should get student discounts and they were almost hushing me like Ashley please don't you know but here I am this Californian you know be like what like we're students what is the deal you know like Wait, here you, you were going to a theater that was in the white neighborhood yes and then they but the I was people... on a recruiting trips mm-hmm. and so um you know they were taking me to a you know I guess a nicer place I don't know what I'm telling you is that the people were rude. Right. They acted as if they didn't have to have customer service. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that the black people act as if they didn't have to receive it either, as if it was their fault for putting themselves in this position. What I'm saying is like, it's like this weird cloud that's kind of hovering over you. Like, well, this is the way things are. Right, right. And so it's not deliberate racism, mm-hmm. but it is like the baby of racism. You know what's weird is I kind of feel like both are or as painful because like when it comes to like just lower class like uh you know kind of racism where you just shout out a <laughs> epithet out of like a truck like it's just <laughs> so low brow like said, c- truck instead of a car it's just more fitting <laughs> should have got more specific 1977 Ford a white Chevy um, <laughs> but it's just so loud low brow you just shake it off like you know it's like you know whatever but with the higher brow shit it's mm-hmm. like it it's just so kind of like uh, like i'm above you kind of shit you can't do anything about it because like mm-hmm. they paid the lip service but they're not doing anything in terms of action mm-hmm. and that's well, where it really gets you yeah and the other the other thing about that is is when it's yeah, the other thing about uh the subtle racism is that <clears throat> they can kind of drive you crazy right because you know, uh, you don't know whether it's actually there, right? If somebody yells something out of a window, like, you know that's racist. But if it's subtle enough that, you know, like, if, if, if a server is rude to you, you can think to yourself, oh, that's probably racist. Mm-hmm. But then, you you know, you tell your white friends, like, oh, they were just probably being assholes. You know? Well, <laughs> like, I mean, I totally, right? I, I agree with you, but then I, this is where I think it differs. I think growing up having dealt with like systematic racism overt racism and subliminal racism your brain spot it well Mm -hmm. it's not even just like you're relying on like oh i'm guessing your brain is so intelligent like the same way you can identify if someone maybe wants to kill you right if Mm -hmm. if you've experienced it your brain has dealt with it so much that it actually categorizes it so you know so when someone you can't explain it to somebody you can't explain it to a white person because white people want to believe that there's no fucking racism well i think that I think that you just can't have your definition be whether or not this is true or not based on telling a white person because it's not yes, an experience I, for I, them I, to yeah. understand. Right, period. Right, right. You exactly, know? exactly. That's how I feel. And yeah. but I but I also think that sometimes like you can maybe describe your situation and just avoid using the word racism, mm-hmm. but use everything else to describe it. You know what right. I mean? Because even if it even if they don't identify it as being racism, they should at least have empathy. And be like, that shit's fucked up. And I think that's what most people, when they're talking to people, is like, you know, maybe you've been at the job for a long time. You are picking up shifts or, you know, you're, you've you helped them, <clears throat> you know, meet 
the bottom line, but you don't get a, a raise and somebody new comes in and they make more money than you and they're doing the same thing that you're doing and you go in and they're like, oh no, you know, like for whatever mm. reason. Right. It's, I think those are the moments that I think really affect like your day to day. And those are the moments that drive people crazy and into depression. Yeah. You know, because what can at the, you do? At the same time, there are people who take advantage of it. You know, there, there are liars. So the people who will just throw out the idea that, oh, like, yeah, I'm being discriminated against. And, you know, they're just bullshitters. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's hard as a white person. I think it's hard. Right. To, I, to, to, to I would not describe between the two because that position being hard. I would always say that the latter's harder. And well, I of course it's harder. But I'm saying I'm saying as a white person, like you got to sympathize with the white man. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Like they can't, they can't understand race. They can't really yes, understand you, it. And and if they're only exposed to like the negative, like Fox News shit about like you know ethnic people doing fucked up shit and using the, their ethnicity as to take advantage. Right? But then that's crazy for you, okay? Because that that's a that's a very like slanted view. Think about it like this, like. But a lot of white people think but, that. Okay, way, well, what know? if my view was based on being black? Like I shouldn't even like interact with white people based on their past. Mm-hmm. That right? I'm just basing this off history and like facts, like. That would be crazy, right? Everyone's like, yeah. well, how could you how could you think that everyone's like extreme. that? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying is just as extreme for you to be like, like, how can you live in a world where other people exist and go to work and walk past people and ask for coffee from different people and interact and not have any sort of empathy? I mean, that is the very definition of being a human being. So what you're saying is that what you're not yes, a human? I mean, it, like you empathy is different though from sensitivity to race. I, right. I, I, don't, I don't think white people just have that. But that's why ability, empathy exists. You know? Is that mm-hmm. if you don't understand it, Right. You still have some sort of like, ah, oh, well, I don't get it. Well, I mean, but I, I, ha- I, have, I have Republican Christian friends. I have a bunch of them. And mm-hmm. uh, the idea that uh, racism is a myth created by ethnics who are uh, victimizing themselves is pretty prevalent in that community. You know, like they, they truly believe that. Right. So when I tell them shit, you know, about like <laughs> my, my like childhood and shit, like they just choose not to believe it. You Damn. Know? Like it's, 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 it's tough. And like, like I, I've tried to, you know, because I'm good friends with them, so like I've tried to come to a, a kind of understanding, like, oh, you know, they just they've been so not exposed to it that they don't really know what what it is. Is you that know? like a form of cognitive dissonance where you just mm-hmm. don't want to believe anything that's going to change your reality? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And I think we all have that to a certain degree, you know. And mm. and and if if you're a white person, you grew up with all white people your whole life. You you fucking you know dated within the church. All your friends are within the church. You know, you have fucking God as your backbone and, and Fox News and Trump and all that shit, right? <laughs> like, I mean, you, you, we also have to have empathy for that, right? Even though mm. it's... it's well, even the, though it's the, I don't the sad thing is, is that, like, like if, if I were a wh- white person, this all sounds really optimistic. What do you mean? Like, just this thinking, or this kind of line of thinking where it's like, it's all. It's everything is like the other person's fault. Like, but that is how they think, though. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I think that's how everybody thinks. You know, mm-hmm. everybody wants to blame everybody else besides their own group and themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a natural human tendency. Mm, right? I think that everyone hasn't really experienced being at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. Um, for especially fucking white people uh, it, <laughs> right. for like centuries in a, in a specific place and throughout different like continents. And just like, um, I think that that's something that you have to experience to even understand or even just to even like fathom what that feels like. And I think that like no one's asking people to really get it. 
No one's asking people like, hey, I need you to understand everything. Like, hell, some people don't ever get math. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is that you should have some sort of like compassion for like, hey, I may not get it, but it's fucked up. Because, listen, I may not understand how you could end up with like a million dollars and then you or you've got millions of dollars and then someone convinced you to invest in something and they took all your money away. Right. Okay. And now you don't have any money and your child is embarrassed to have their dad's last name and he's in federal prison. Mm. Okay. But I'm still going to be like, you know what? I could see how that child could have a fucked up life in the future because of that. Yeah. But to go back to his point, <clears throat> don't you think it's also the job of the people who are being oppressed to have sympathy for the ones like for the children of white people that's coming up and they have no view of how it feels to be a black person? Because technically the same way it's not our fault that we were slaves. It's not their fault that they're growing up in a world where optimistic is their belief. Like optimism is their belief and they don't have no connection to the struggles that you have. So basically yeah. you can't be. Yeah, that's, that's, there's no connection. There's there's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, like there, should understanding. Be, there should be sympathy on both sides. Like, I get why you wouldn't understand my struggle. Sympathy. Not sympathy. I but think like that maybe maybe that's what I got hung em- up on. Empathy. Eh. Empathy. Yeah. yeah, I think. You know, yeah. just kind of putting yourself yeah. in their shoes well, and understanding why they don't understand. You know? like, Basically, understanding yeah. that they're ignorant of our struggles, and then we're ignorant of, of, of their, their life, their of life. how they well, grew the, up. The, the right. bad thing is that it's cool to be ignorant of other people's struggles in, in some respects. Yeah, especially these days, right? Yeah. Like, you know, uh-huh. I yeah. can't wait till the day that like we find out <laughs> like how connected we all are and how ridiculous this like separation is because, you know, do you think it's it's so ridiculous? I think it, it, it serves a biological purpose for us to be separated. I don't. I don't. You think don't think so? so? Because when when white people came to America, they killed most people in the in the in America, uh, not through like fucking shooting them and shit, but through their diseases that they had, you know, so like they they wiped out like. 70% of the pop, the Native American population through just, you know, contact. contact. And then the rest of it was like, you know, the fucking horrible shit they did, the genocide, whatever. But well, most I of it was just the contact. So, like, biologically, we're just kind of, I mean, and this is where the root of racism, essentially, right? Just uh, this idea that we're afraid of other people because we don't know where they've been. We don't know what they're carrying. We don't know their <coughs> diseases and shit. So, well, I would know. say. I mean, you've been in Iraq, right? Like, right. You've dealt with that shit, right? See, the thing is, other cultures have moved to other places and conquered them, and they didn't give them a bunch of filthy diseases. So at the same time... Like, conquered them still, right? So, I mean, if you see somebody new, they're either going to have diseases, they're going to fucking fuck your wife and and stab you, right? Like, that's how it's been for, like, hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, but can you name another instance in history where another race came in contact with another race and they died just off the biological pathogens that the other people had? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems mm-hmm. like I don't know how white people were living, but obviously mm-hmm. they had a bunch of filthy, a bunch of filthy <laughs> shit. Because wherever they, wherever they went, they killed everybody. But other races, like the Chinese, have went places. Mm-hmm. Moors, Moors conquered Spain. Like Afri- right. the Northern Africans, the Moors, they conquered Spain. It was once a Moorish empire, mm-hmm. but they didn't go there and give them diseases. No, actually, they brought um, enlightenment yeah, to exactly. the Renaissance. But so that's but what I'm saying. but if we're Isn't talking about history, which we probably shouldn't go down the history road. Welcome to like the history and geography podcast. People, no, no. <laughs> but we we talk about American history as uh, if like the white white people came over um, and then just like discovered 
like the Native Americans, like you got to remember that like Africans were over here, West Africans living amongst like Native Americans. Is that true? Really? Very, West Africans, huh? Um, wow, very I, true. I never heard of that. Um, That's interesting. Well, McGraw and Hill didn't want you to hear it. And and not only that, <laughs> <laughs> but like living amongst each other. And when they're, when um, I think it was General Andrews did the Trail of Tears, I'm probably not correct on the general, like those were Africans and Native Americans and mixed people really? who were being huh. not only separated but killed. And you got to remember that whenever someone conquers someone, they also conquer that history. So, um, you yeah. know, it's just like I know you're basing it off like diseases and stuff. But like, I mean, in the end, like all that matters is that like we're all humans, you know, whether or not some of us carry better genes than other people. I mean, that's within every single um, ethnicity. That doesn't mean that you deserve to like not get a chance at just living life, you know. Right, or, right. You Th- know. That's funny you say that because um, I, I, I really don't trust history majors because they're probably all racist. As <laughs> <laughs> Let's just face it. Thank you, Max. <laughs> 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 Because no, 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 like in my experience with talking to race or history majors, it's <laughs> talking to, you're gonna say race talking majors. to racists. It's, it's yeah, as yeah. though they study history in order to like justify their racism, but that's just my experience. Hmm. Yeah, and also people, people who are really passionate about something like history, they can be indoctrinated at the same time. Because everything is a form of indoctrination, right? Everything. So just you're a history that, that's teacher, one thing I realized. Everything is a form of indoctrination, including fucking watching movies. You know, like if you mm-hmm. see the yeah, uh, that's true. You know, the messages that movies send out, like romantic comedies. What what is that? What is it? What is it reinforcing every single fucking time that you should marry for love? You know, and that's mm-hmm. the thing that happened in the fucking twenties. Mm-hmm. Before the twenties, people were not marrying for love; they were marrying for convenience and money and this like property. A state. You know? More power, on topic because yeah. it is Valentine's. Yeah, it's Ooh. Valentine's Day, right? But fucking crazy, right? Like, so yeah. every movie now is telling you, marry for love, mm-hmm. not for convenience, not for money. Marry for love. And, and all of these movies have themes. It used to be for social gain. Yeah, social like gain. status gain or class gain. Right. And if you see any action movie, what, what happens? One person, right, changes everything. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the fucking yeah. American way. Yeah, it's telling you that you do it solo. It's not a team of people. It's just one person. Yeah. And, and I think De Beers, like, really pushed that, too, with, like, the engagement yeah. ring. I yeah. mean, just... Game changer. The Beers was actually, um, they, uh, I think I saw this on a TV show. I forgot what TV show was, but uh, they're the ones that uh, propagated the idea of uh, of an engagement ring and a wedding ring. You know, before there was no, diamonds were not associated with weddings. There was no rings associated with weddings. Right. They're they're the ones that marketed that to the masses. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Engagement rings. Crazy. Three months rent. We're all here on Valentine's Day, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. What does that say about us? <laughs> well, you're, you're, fucking, you're married with children. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, us three losers over here. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Zane? You got a lady or? Uh... No, nah, I don't. I'm going through a divorce right now. Whoa. What? No shit, huh? Damn. Yeah. Wow. We didn't get to your history. So you, you, you went to you went to high school in Florida. Yep. And then how, how did you end up? Uh, what, you, you were in Florida for the rest of that time before you came here? No, I was in Florida from 14 to 18. Then I went straight to the Marines at 18. At 18, Dang, Marines. The Marines. Damn, the Marines. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm a badass. That's the fucking yeah. hard shit. Right. That's not. That's right. not the fucking Air Force. That's the one where you gotta like drown and shit, yeah. right? Scenes yeah, it's a not, real it's not man. The chair force. Yeah. What yeah. do you guys say? Like the chair force. Semper Fi, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> right. Yeah. What? And then when did you get married? 
At 20? That's early, man. Right. That's, that's Do you have early. kids? No. So you just fell in love? Was this a high school sweetheart? No, we met in the Marines. Then we got married. You met in the Marines, so wow. there's a lady Marine. That's awesome. Yeah, that means Marine. like like you were you were really high status because like I'm sure it's more of a sausage fest. So <laughs> it's, it's way more of, of a competition for you to get the female Marines. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I that's mean, what that I is heard. true because yeah. a lot of my homies actually wanted her. <laughs> it's crazy. Like it's it's such like it's such like like other branches. It's like fifty fifty. Like fifty percent women. 50% Whoa, are you serious? Like what? in the Air Force or something? Bro, if you if like, you if you're around the Army, you see just as many females as males. Are that's you crazy? Like, to me, they're that not like so they're, they're not like a military powerful force to me. Like they're not like what we are. Because mm. like if you see our numbers, uh, you don't see like the same amount of women as you see men. It's like very very few women. Because that shit is hard. You got to right. Yeah. Is that is that drowning shit true? Where they where you have to drown and then the, your Marines? No, you don't have to drown. You don't have to drown. But you got to do some. If you do like intermediate swimming, fucking qual, it's, uh-huh. it's pretty serious shit. But uh-huh. even even just the basic qual, you have to swim across the pool, which is like fucking ten meters, and all your fucking gear and shit. So Ooh, like your boots, f- your clothes. What the fuck is it's ten meters, bro? Thirty <laughs> feet. We're in the USA, <laughs> man. I was like, okay, excuse me, Mister European. <laughs> like, can we convert really quick? <laughs> Bro, if you have to swim 30 feet in, like, full uniform and boots, that shit hard. You got to have a lot of stamina to do that shit. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Man, what made you Whoa. go so hard? Like, I got to go in the Marines, Daniel. Yeah. You know, maybe do yeah. that? Because I, I needed mental stability. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Were you a bad kid? No, nah, I wasn't a bad kid. Yeah. I was a good kid. Well, why, why did you need mental stability? Because I, because I fucked my mind up. I was traumatized. I thought you were about Whoa. to say something. I, yeah, like, I know when you said when you put the M there, I was, yeah, like, I was like, people grandma. fucking moms and grandma. Nah, nah, I ain't fucked no moms yet. I'm oh trying to get on that God. level. Oh my I'm goodness. trying to fuck some moms. Well, you fucked your mind up. Tell me, you can't just say yeah, that. You, you gotta fucking put that up with the story. Nah, it's, it's too deep. No, it's, it's it's be, be, we just talked about race for thirty minutes, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a, we went but to stand up for race. That's all our personal opinions about race. It's not nobody's actual deep personal story. About I, I'll go personal, and then, you, and then you go personal. How about that? I all right. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I talked about this last week. I quit jerk. Uh, no, I, I didn't quit jerking off. <laughs> I quit. I quit watching porn. That's not that personal. That's, that's, not that's, that's personal. virtue. We, we that's personal, as it gets, personal as it gets, bro. I want to hear more. Personal as it gets. I want to know. So, I mean, uh, we also found out that Maximo is also addicted to porn. <sighs> See, that's yeah. more personal because like, <laughs> it's it's damaging on my end. <laughs> like he he gets no shame because he quit. Wait, why did you quit? Okay, and when so, did you quit? Uh, I, I was reading this book called, um, or I was listening to the book on tape. It was called Your Brain on Porn. I just happened by it and. Uh, hmm. They were kind of talking about um, the signs of uh, porn addiction, which porn addiction doesn't necessarily mean that you watch porn for like seven hours a day, right? It just means that mentally your brain only like st- is stimulated by porn, right? So here's some uh, some uh, symptoms of porn addiction: mental fog, easily angered, not caring, or a feeling of no stimulation, no motivation, loss of time, forgetfulness, shame, and anxiety. You know. And oh, I was wow. like, oh, oh I have crazy. like, I have like most of that shit, you know? Mm. Oh. And like, so, so I was like, oh, maybe it's porn that I'm addicted to, right? So I just stopped watching porn, right? Um, and I've been not watching porn for like five weeks now. Have you gotten better though? Do you still have those symptoms or not? But I feel happier. I feel like happier and more motivated in life in general, you know? The, the, okay. thing about, uh, the thing about porn is like, it's such a fucking intense thing, right? That it just overloads your brain with dopamine. And it's just like this giant dump of dopamine in your brain, and it feels so good. But like 
because you've had that giant dump, you can't like feel that same happiness when you do like little things, hmm. like when you when you get up on or when you complete a task or when you make yourself a meal or when you watch a nice movie. Mm. So everything gets the volume turned down in comparison to porn. And if you're watching porn consistently, it's like, oh shit. Wow, you can't, you can't so, feel so you're saying happiness. if I stop watching porn, you'll get more motivated. I can again. get, I can feel rewarded by like little things, by drinking like a coffee or yes, uh, exactly. That's that's almost sad. Oh, you'll feel <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Why is that sad? That's awesome. You'll feel rewarded by not beating your dick. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't. <laughs> it's just so mundane. Like, but, but, why should that be rewarding? Because it's it's fucking human to be rewarded by little things, you know. Like hmm. when when people smile, like when people used to smile at me at supermarkets, I'd be like, "What the fuck are you smiling at, dude? What the fuck <laughs> oh is wrong gosh. with you? We're in a fucking supermarket. Just give me my shit. I was fuck, give me my bananas. I'm gonna go home." <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think it's good to feel enjoyment from the little things. Yeah, like somebody cut me off today, and they actually waved to say like, "Hey, like, sorry, sorry. I cut oh, you that's off. nice." And that yeah. made me super happy because mm-hmm. obviously we cut each, cut people off every day, but we mm-hmm. never do anything about it because like whatever, this is just how things work. But mm-hmm. he actually cut me off and was like, and yeah. that made me super happy. It was rewarding to mm-hmm. see somebody actually care and be courteous. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a little joy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. If you were jerking off like the porn every day. Probably would be more pissed off. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Probably follow that guy home. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I stopped. I stopped. And uh, there, there's this weird thing that happens. Your dick, your dick just kind of dies for a while. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my dick is in the dead <laughs> phase, right? Because <laughs> yeah. your, your brain has to get adjusted to not watching porn. And you still got to, <laughs> I still jerk off, right? But it's just like, it's like fucking playing with a, a piece of a Laffy Taffy or something. <laughs> you know? like, I feel it's like just, it's not fun, man. It's a task. I feel right. like I was maybe addicted, but I didn't have any of those symptoms, though. Oh, really? Because I used to do crazy shit. Like what? Did you have uh, the, 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 one of the one of the best ways is if you have multiple windows open at the same time. If you have like four windows of porn open, yeah, like that, 30, that's the only way. Thirty. Do you really have thirty? Is <laughs> what? That, are you just saying thirty, or do you really have thirty windows open? Well, I don't know. It's I don't have four. <laughs> I don't have four windows open, but I have like twelve tabs. 12, yeah, exactly. Twelve tabs, and you just skip from one to the other. <laughs> yeah, right? skip the one through the other. Yeah, to find like, oh, this exactly. is not good enough. <laughs> yeah, it's not good enough. And then you get you, get, you start watching the fucking compilation porn. The fucking <laughs> right. compilation porn. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. The right. compilation is just Whoa. like this real. I am like learning. This is crazy. Yeah. Ashley, don't tell me you've never seen a compilation porn. No, I have, but what, like that was not my. I, I mean, I'm not. I've watched porn. Uh, like you know, I have nothing. You do against, watch porn. Well, actually, I don't really watch porn, uh. but if I need to, like. I'm like, you know, or, or whatever. I mean, I'll watch it. But never have I had more than one tab open for porn. Oh, yeah, and really. I'm a person who a has tabs. 12 tabs open constantly. For like fashion and shit. Like, like just Pinterest. everything. Like multiple <laughs> things. Like open mics, festivals, this. Like I can have right. like 50 million things open. But never for porn. But, never. But Always when you're, when you're at our yeah. level of porn watching, you become desensitized. Exactly. So what you, That's another what, problem. What you, you need know? to see to get you off has to be super specific. Yeah. Like it can't be like. Oh, I saw some titties. Boom, I'm going to get off. Right. It's like, no, like I need to see a titty with a freckle 30 <laughs> degrees from the nipple. <laughs> like, yes. Like, it has to be so specific. Like, right. I need a freckle 30 degrees north of the fucking right. nipple. And then she's got to have a specific look. And right. she's got to, you know, have uh, cum coming out of her butt. You know? Right. Yeah, it's so specific. Like, it's got to be so specific. You know? so, so, so what you're saying is like you guys don't have like like the imagination to like create your own reel. 
Not when you have porn. I mean, I had that shit when I was 11. I'm 26 now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, when there right. was no technology, I used to be in my head beating my dick. But once once I got a hold of a magazine or a movie, I stopped using my mind. Yeah. Well, well, maybe that's why the trajectory of like women in porn is like probably less detrimental because like you're constantly using your mind to like mm-hmm. get off or whatever or, mm-hmm. or to turn yourself on. And so you're so much more in tune with like your your touch or your smell like you could just have a smell and you're like oh that's what yeah, does it women, for me women's sexual you know? drives i just don't fucking understand. i still don't i'll, yeah, I'll never understand just, I, I, you know, yeah i, mean, I think it's weird, great yeah. i mean actually in this moment like for the first time i'm i'm actually happy to just have been a woman because mm. this seems complicated like to keep having to like go further and reach higher to get well actually this. from it doesn't <coughs> feel so simple as a man i uh, i don't i don't understand it from the female point of view like as uh, well, explain because because men are just so simple it's just titties ass and in bush or, or i don't know i'm, I'm, cool I'm, I'm kind of eccentric I like bush. with the bush part uh but that's your that's your puss. thing you need bush <laughs> you need titties you need ass and bu- or and puss like that's most guys like uh but yeah Mm-hmm. Well, you describe like little pieces of like meat, but I get it. Like, I mean, I understand, but I think like as a woman, I don't know. I just appreciate that it's it's other things that can get you like turned on. Also, it's like a better orgasm. Like, sounds like your organs are just like, Ugh! you know, where it could be like you can sustain it. Like, it'd be like, oh, and it, it's still like, uh, uh-uh, we're gonna let this still ride. No, you, like, you, you can, can ride a wave. You yeah, can you can sustain it. it. Yeah, it's called yeah. edging. <laughs> and then you can edging. keep. Oh. Thank yeah. you, Professor. You get real Can close, <laughs> and then you let it go. And yes. Then you get yeah, guys edge and all the go. time, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you yeah. can train it, basically. You can train your climax. If you do that, you get to the point of where you're about to climax, and then you stop and let it. Yeah, you know, why, why not? Let why it subside not? and go back up to the tip of the <laughs> it, just, it just takes hours. Like, like, two days ago, I masturbated to an R-rated movie. Like it was just on. I was like, "Oh, I gotta jerk off to this." That, I would have. <laughs> let's face it. I would have never let's, been able to do that when I was watching porn, no, no, man. No, no, no. An R-rated movie? Come no, on. No, no, I, I, no. Uh, R-rated movies are better because, like, it's, no. it's more. The nudity no. is more cinematic. There's a difference. <laughs> Way to go, Max. I'm with you. Yeah. If you can still masturbate to R-rated porn, then you are probably not addicted to porn. Right. You're right. Maybe uh, I'm just addicted to different things. I'm very eccentric. Have you ever yeah. masturbated at work before? No, it's, I think that's the difference. That's when you cross the addiction. <laughs> so yeah, wait, wait, I'm, addicted I'm, to, to porn. masturbating I, or porn? If you if uh, you were just masturbating at work, you <laughs> have some kind of problem. I beat my dick at work. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, where do you work? What, 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 do you, what do you do? Oh shit! When I was in Iraq, I used to beat my dick at work. Well, that's different. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you, you kind of like live a, there. You're a marine. You were lodged right. 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 That yeah. you need to do that. You <laughs> yeah. are like you are in the line of death. But, and yeah, if you got but, a gun in your hand, you can jerk <laughs> off. But you, 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 you want, need that. You know? you, I, I applaud you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like Give me out a man on. You know it. what I fucking hate about uh, liberals is that uh, th- they they like to complain that um, that that veterans get like free Viagra, but you you deserve that shit. Yeah, yeah. I think you deserve that shit. Yeah. We deserve all the benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, the weirdest place I jerked off was. Um, jerked off when when I first went to uh, my college. I was very proud. Mm-hmm. You know, I got into the art program. Uh, I jerked off in my studio and just <laughs> came on the walls and I was like, yeah, Wait. Fucking, I fucking own this place. <laughs> you set Gross. your pheromones down. <laughs> not on the walls. <laughs> you laid your mark. I'm not proud of it, but uh, you should be. I was uh, I was in my 20s. So, you know, experimenting. What about you? What, what, uh, Ashley, what about you? What's the weirdest place you've masturbated? Mm, in traffic. 
In traffic, wow, in a car. You know, That's pretty hot. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my proudest moment, but I think... Um, <laughs> <laughs> really? It's not your most... It's not your number one no, proudest moment? You no, know, it's not. I, it's just, you know what? Sometimes... It's not up there with like your wedding and the birth of a child. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, yeah. I, number three? <laughs> yeah, I think my child, I think that's a proud moment. I think getting married is just like a, a fun moment, you know, like... Okay. But in the car, it was, you know, sometimes... No one tells you this, but like as a woman, like you need to release, like maybe you have something pent up and you have a meeting or whatever, whatever it is, uh-huh. like it, people will give you a remedy like, oh, you should drink tea or you should do yoga. Maybe you just need to masturbate. Like maybe mm. you really just need to come for a minute. And, mm. and you know what? Like if no one knows, I think you should, you should do that. And I, I'm not saying that it affects like your mood or anything, but I just think like, Hey, if if it needs to happen, it needs to happen. I mean, what, what about, what about trucks that are really high, like cars that are higher than yours? Did you get scared whenever a truck drove by? I think I can't recall. There's but not I a lot of those. There's not. Yeah, there's not yeah. like a lot on the tent at the time. Like what, in the morning. You, what do you think you're? Where are you I'm going? Crossroad, London, and a double decker bus. <laughs> there's a North Carolina. Yeah. No, I wasn't. And this isn't on the freeway. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people are in oh, their not, own head. Not in the freeway. No, on the freeway. On the freeway. Yeah, yeah. like I was in tr- legit like morning traffic. You right. know, I've masturbated in the car a couple of times and I've always been afraid of trucks, you know, like driving by and, and they're going to a truck is going to pass you like yeah. you yeah, drive gonna, like a fancy car. Yeah, but it's traffic. Like, but and I think it's slow. So what if a truck like stops to the left and you're, you know, deep in the throes of you just show uh, them your dick. Then. Well, I <laughs> want to see some more. <laughs> a guy's motion is a little bit different than a woman's. I don't really necessarily think you would know and i think if a guy's looking over i mean he'd have to really be a creep to stare that hard to figure it out do you know what i mean like yeah. i yeah. mean you can glimpse but if you you're stare gonna i'm gonna stare you're back gonna crash if you, yeah if hey, you, you've heard yeah. it here people just uh, masturbate in your cars all you want well i'm no not saying i'm doing this now look, no, i'm yeah. definitely not doing this now i have a child i mean this is like pre-child <laughs> so what, what are you saying once you have a child you can't masturbate in your car That's is that some kind like. of rule I'm, yeah i'm saying once you have a child it's all about the child you're in the car you don't do anything no more masturbating in Was the that car Murphy's law? Anything, <laughs> on yes, board. anything that could go wrong will go wrong so uh not with your baby Mm-mm. clitoris deactivated deactivated baby is cut, it came out of there and yeah She's been spayed. <laughs> so that was my personal story. What about your personal story? You said you went mad. Oh, no, it's too deep. I'm going to talk about it. Really? We're going to get it out of you at some point. Okay, well, tell us you? about... Well, then, if you don't... I went to hell. We're, we're, we're going to get it. went to hell. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, like, I went to hell. So. All the shit that I think people uh, want to kind of keep to themselves, I think that's the most interesting shit. You know? Yeah, it is like, interesting. If I tell you the story, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. That's the fucking shit. That's it's the stuff. never happened to nobody ever, probably. We're, he- we're here for you. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> no, we've got to earn this, Jamie. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. just yeah. Let, gotta, let the man have his secrets. We've got to slowly yeah. coax it out of you like a, like yeah. a woman uh, opening her legs. Wow. <laughs> you predator. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least tell us like uh, how you got into comedy. How I got into comedy? Because I was in the Marines. Then, you know, there's always fucked up shit happening. So I was always just happy and goofy. Like even in the worst times, I was always just happy. And everybody would be looking at me like this motherfucker always happy. And this is a shitty situation. <laughs> so then people would be like, bro, I would have never made it through training if it wasn't for you. People would tell me that. And nice. So one time I was just like, I was with my homie. We was in training and I was just constantly just trying to make him laugh. Like I wasn't even really being myself. I'm being myself, but I'm just literally just trying to make him laugh. And I was like, fuck, I always love entertaining people. I should just be an entertainer. I'm going to do stand up comedy. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Good story. You want to give back, like kind of like Kelly. Yeah, basically, yeah. I want to give back. 
Kelly, comedy. Kelly's view of comedy. Kelly's one of our guests. Uh, is, is that you know, just like he's a server, you know, like he wants to give back and uh, bring mm-hmm. joy to, to other people. You know? Yeah. Other people do it for more selfish reasons, but uh, that's a good reason as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Get your money right. Mm-hmm. Let's do bits, guys. You want to do bits? Mm, yeah. Bits. Who's got bits? I got one. I got a one-liner real quick that I really like. Yeah. Let's let's do uh, let's do you, Zane's bit. Here we go. <coughs> Doesn't have to be complete, just, you know. Oh, no, nah, this, this is going to be a little short, a little one-liner joke. When I first moved to California, I moved to Lone Beach. I was like, damn, this beach ain't even short. It's <laughs> 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 funny. I like it. I to think about that. Do you, do you do a lot of one-liners? No. You is know, that- like, at one point I was writing stories. When I first started, I was writing stories. Uh-huh. But then I wanted to get more into the craft of just set up punch. So then I started mm-hmm. writing set up punch. Uh, then like yeah, once I learned how to fuse them, but then now I fused it to make it deeper shit. Right, right. Yeah, we got a buddy that's uh, Anthony Carroll. Who's, he's been we on podcast a couple t- times. We need to, no, he's only been once, but we need to get him back. Yeah, we, we got to get him back. Away. He's yeah. a good friend of ours, but mm-hmm. uh, he does one-liners. And, uh, yeah. yeah, that's all he does. <laughs> I, I think that's a very important thing for a comedian to mm-hmm. learn is like how to do a proper setup punch. Right. You know, Because so many comedians don't know about that. Right, I, I know. right. A, lot of, a lot of comedy just, is just ranting. Yeah, and I, I feel like ranting needs some structure to it. You know, <laughs> it does, like it, it needs need. some. Stru- it needs a fucking punchline. Right? right, you have to have a place to laugh. Yeah, if you can do set up punch, you could do it anywhere. I feel like, yeah. especially when when people are storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get the get both of them. Put them together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so basically, I went through a phase where I was writing stories, and I was like, okay, I feel like I'm kind of funny at this. Now let me write set up punch, set up punch, set up. Uh, punch. What do you What do you talk about in your comedy? Do you have a particular mm-hmm. theme? Uh, most of it is autobiographical, like things that I've experienced. You should talk about that fucked up shit that you don't want to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. That's the shit that'll get people to listen, man. Yeah, but that's so real. I probably can't make it funny. Oh, you can make anything like, you funny, can make dude. It funny, but I'd have to exaggerate. And it's such a real story. I wouldn't want it to be untruthful. Like oh, I wouldn't want to exaggerate. It. Like a normal life story is like, oh, let me add some shit to it to give it some pizzazz. Hmm. But this shit is like real shit. Maximo, you got any bits? I, I kind of have, ide- I, I, I have a bit like, um, okay. I hate how, um, other races, like, you know, you can, you can talk on and on about their eyes, like write all these, all kinds of poetry about their fucking eyes. <laughs> but as an Asian man, what everybody thinks is about my eyes is like, wow. When I look at your eyes, I want to just economically exploit you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh shit! Uh, that's funny. Have you heard Bobby Lee's bit about his eyes? Like no, Bobby uh, Lee he, he was at an audition, and uh, one of the one of the the casting people were like, "Can you be more expressive?" <laughs> and then he like in his bit he points to his eyes, like, "What are you talking about? This is happy, sad." Uh, you know, <laughs> confused. Oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he was a- at Asian the improv tonight. Oh, he was. Yeah, wow. He's, he, he's in L.A. Like, I mean, he performs every like three or four times a week. Hilarious. Bobby Lee is. Yeah, he's I love Bobby Lee. Fucking love Bobby. Hilarious. Lee. Bobby Lee. Like, yeah. he has this weird uh, idea about specials. Like, he he chooses not to do specials because it, he feels like if he does a special, then he can't use that material, which is why he's never done a special. But he's so fucking funny. But well, like, people don't know about him because he doesn't do specials. No, but that's true. Like, um. A lot of these competitions, you know, on TV, like there's a few. Once you say your jokes on there, like you can't say them yeah, again. That's, like that's it's in your contract. Mm. I mean, I oh really? It's in the contract? Yeah, like you can't. Um, 
Use those con- you know, use those lines or whatever. Well, the dude needs to to write more. Every Not year all of them. <laughs> I mean, but most <laughs> of them, or at least to like a certain date, or you know what I mean. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they basically want exclusive rights for that material. To That's only be fucked heard up. I wouldn't want to ever do that. Well, <laughs> and then that means you got to start. You know, it's like almost like you got to come up with twenty minutes just to have ten minutes, or you got to come up with two hours for an hour, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Shit, it's hard to come up with ten. I don't have a bit, but I have an idea. That just kind of came to me as I was driving here. Um, so, like, uh, I'm so fucked up that, like, any time a girl likes me, th- my first thought process is, what the fuck is wrong with this girl? <laughs> there's, <laughs> something, there's something wrong with her. She either wants something from me or she's fucked up in some way. <laughs> you know, maybe she's been molested, like, 20 times oh, or something. God. You know, <laughs> like, are I you don't know narci- what it is. Are you, like, a narcissist, like, if a girl, like, smiles at you or says, hey, you think she, like, really likes you? Not really, no. Oh. It has to be pretty overt for a, for me to think that a girl likes me. Well, I'm know. a narcissist. Yeah. If a girl looks at me, for are you like an actual narcissist or are you? No, just I'm like an actual narcissist. You're an actual like, really diagnosed <laughs> narcissist. I, I need to no, learn diagnosed, more, but, but I know like from the way that I am and from what. At least you're aware. Wait, so yeah. when I met you, you thought that I liked you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I swear, like, if a girl talks to me, I think she likes me. Oh, but that, that's wow. the thing about it's LA. Crazy. I think wow. that's just how LA is. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that's know. that's, like, that's like that very optimistic life. of you. Yes, yeah. very. <laughs> it can, like, it's crazy. Because, like, I mean, they, she, does, she does like you, but not uh, yeah. in, in terms of sexual. Yeah, not at you. all. <laughs> no, like, I mean, I, no, I mean, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, like, when I met you, it's so interesting because. We met at the Pack Theater, right. and it was cold outside, right? And so we came inside, and, and for some reason, he was like the keeper of the door being closed. But upon me sitting down, I was like, hold on, my hand's a little closer. I, I got this. Like, I'm going to get this door closed because people kept leaving the door open. It was freezing. And then we just started, like, talking and kind of, like, you know, shooting the, the shit yeah. or whatever about just, like, the people not shutting the door. And then we ended up going inside or whatever, and watched a set or whatever but to me i was giving off just like hey you're a comic i'm a comic it seems like you're alive and you're present like hello <laughs> you know what i mean right um like what's up uh. <laughs> right like hey not, you know and then i mean i, I am i think no, I'm you, just have a friendly, a, you have a, just a very friendly vibe I mean, you know yeah. but but That's i think a, a lot of guys mistake friendly for like you know uh, yeah this is why so i only online date <laughs> what's up do you do you mistake friendliness for like really never I I, never I don't do. mistake it but I see the potential you know so w- w- if a girl is like friendly to me you know like I think because Asian guys uh, girls generally aren't friendly to Asian guys mm-hmm. you know that's just, that's a very yeah, general statement right. <laughs> no. but it's just it, it does exist because uh, pe- girls usually see Asian guys as very foreign and different you know so like right. they're just kind of this weird thing mm. so like not to be kind of interfered with in any way right. right. So uh, when a girl is friendly to me, like I think, oh, there's potential that she could like me, but yeah. it's not necessarily that she does like me, you know. Yeah. Unless she does like very specific, uh, w- what they call IOIs, indicators of interest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've heard that, but that's cool. Oh you ever heard that? No, yeah, I've never heard that. That's so there's nice like one. little things, like if a girl's talking to you and she starts playing with her hair, you know, oh. or if she or if she tilts her head, like the the degree of head tilt that a girl exhibits mm-hmm. determines how much she likes. So if she really tilts her head. That means she really likes you. you this know? dude been on YouTube. What? <laughs> this is crazy. Like, yeah, okay. it's a very animalistic, like, but this is just normal biological stuff. Biological like, thing. If a guy uh, was to come up to you and talk mm-hmm. to you, like, you probably may turn his head too. But if, but but a girl, for a girl that that symbolizes, you know, like when a girl, uh, when, when not a girl, but uh, when a dog 
Uh, I'm not equating dogs to girls. Okay, I was way, like, but, are we really? But when a dog like uh, plays dead, you know, like it's ba- that when a dog plays dead, it's basically saying that like I'm subservient to you, you know. And when a girl tilts her head, it's like a biological trigger, like saying like, look at my neck, I'm exposing my neck to you, which in the animal kingdom basically is saying like, you know, I'm subservient to you. I'm like giving you my or my, it's just my like submissiveness. No. It's like you know? um what. Like you're like, hmm. Like, what the think hell about it, like, is wrong hi. with him? I don't. Okay, then I, I then I feel okay because then I must be sending like, like I definitely am just like, what's up? Like that type of like a vibe. Yeah, no, you never you know had. I mean? the, you never had yeah. that vibe. You had just like a chill hangout kind like, of vibe. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I get a I get a hangout vibe from you though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I get a hangout vibe, but that's why I say it's not about the girl. It just mm-hmm. I feel like I can fuck every girl. So so therefore, basically, if a girl just being a guy, right? So if a girl speaks to me and I feel like, oh, I could probably fuck, (laughs) I I can fuck. See, this is what this is why I should have just joined the Marines. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's what they teach you. They teach you that. See, this is why it must be really difficult as a whole. What not must? It is difficult for women in comedy. You know what I mean? Because like every guy that you go up to and talk to or whatever possibly thinks that like hey they could fuck you or that you're interested slightly right i mean i and maybe i have the blinders on i don't know maybe i just i'm not i'm not in that world maybe because you know i'm married like i'm just like what's up like hey like also i i was raised like a tomboy so i'm i'm used to being around like men and women mm-hmm. but like it's just not yeah it's true like you it's have a, a female superpower <clears throat> in a way yeah a that's why of, it's easy yeah Mm-hmm. to get in stand-up comedy because every guy who has the power to put you somewhere wants to fuck you so therefore mm-hmm. yeah every guy that wants to yeah every guy that sees you wants to fuck you so it's easier i feel like in stand-up comedy it's just not a lot of women in general but for the women that are semi like semi-attractive it's i feel like it's easier because the producer of a show is like oh she's kind of hot and she's funny so let me put her on my show yeah it's easier because it's a rarity right because right. an attractive lady in comedy you don't see that very often yeah. usually you see you know like uh, weird white looking dudes grenades with beards talking about fucking tinder right how many fucking like uh, have you guys <laughs> no, been they're to all lift drivers <laughs> yeah they're all, they're all lift drivers and they all talk all their acts have at least one fucking tinder joke in there somewhere <laughs> you know bro yeah. jokes yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell us about the set that you did Oh, tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I was just working on um, like some new. Oh, wait, we were doing bits, right? Yeah, actually. Sorry, a bad host. I'm a bad host. No, you're a great host. Um, actually, I was going to read something off my iPad, like a little nerd, but actually, I do have a bit about. Um, so, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about blackface um, uh, with like Gucci yeah. and Prada, <laughs> Montclair, and like a whole bunch of these brands or whatever. You did blackface 50 years ago. <laughs> You're done for. Like, what's going on? And and like people were asking me like, oh, Ashley, like, you know, like, are you going to boycott like Gucci and everything? It's like, first of all, that's not even in my bracket, like my financial bracket. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, <laughs> like, I'm not, <laughs> this is not affecting me. However, How are you boycott if you can't? afford it right (laughs) basically you know what i mean like this is not even for me but for example if pampers or someone was like over (laughs) doing blackface now we have a problem you know Mm. what i mean because do i even have another option for diapers i mean we're talking about like the 99 cent store the 99 cent store is having an issue they're blackfacing fuck it i don't know where i'm gonna get some of my cleaning supplies i mean that's that's like my bracket of where i'm like (laughs) shopping is ralph's is ralph's and trader joe's like fucking having blackface on their food you know is the box 
that's my issue. Anyway, yeah. that's, that's funny. That I like that. Mm-hmm. It's funny and contemporary. My issue Gracias. with the Gucci thing is what is the Gucci? I've never heard of the Gucci <laughs> thing. Oh, so basically, I heard have. the fucking governor or something. <laughs> that's, that's the last blackface I heard. Wait, you oh, missed no. everything I was. So with Gucci, they basically created like a net gator, right? A it's what? Is a, a net gator? Like what the fuck is a net gator? It's basically a long turtleneck that goes over your mouth. Okay. And the mouth is cut out so your mouth can breathe or whatever or talk, but. The, space, the, the space around the cutout is red, like red lips. So it's a, it's a black net gator that covers the mouth, and then around the cutout, it's red. Yeah, there's oh, so, so, so red a red It's a half black face? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a quarter black face. Well, no, it lips. also has the hood, so you can buy the... Um, oh, because of the, the, the top people are mad at that? Well, yeah. I mean, that, I feel like that's... I feel like it's obvious. Like, I feel like people try to say, well, maybe the company or the people who designed this just wasn't aware. But I feel like when you do things like that, there's always somebody in every corporate chain that has that should have like urban awareness or some awareness of culture and how everything yeah. affects people. So, like, basically, you just don't draw a design and, and you don't run it by nobody. Basically, yeah. like nobody draws a design and be like, oh, we're going to put this into a thousand stores. It's like you draw a design and everybody has to fucking see this shit to approve it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like it's purposely well, racist. I studied fashion, and so one of the things that you learn very quickly is notice it's not just one brand okay. that's utilizing the blackface um, because it was a trend. It was probably presented two years ago that this is something that would be cool, and what it was like a. What the fuck approved. does that even look like? It's a, it's it's a, a long turtleneck with a hole cut out. It's for basically your mouth like that's red. Imagine like those uh, motorcycle like covers so that their face doesn't get. Does it look cold. cool? Not really. It looks kind of it, like Mad Max. <laughs> it, it looks like um un, like those old like 1900 cartoons where like it's like a monkey like the lips are like the, like really did you ever wow. see any of the like um racist yeah, yeah, yeah. cartoons that's yeah. literally what so the lips imagine why would you have lips that are like open like this like uh. this <laughs> and they're red and then it's super black I'm, what i'm saying is that Listen, Spain, for example, like honors like one of the Moors and they wear like this black face. Right. And they say like that's that's culture or whatever. A lot of places are very isolated. Right. And and they see these things and like it's OK. But like you said, Zane, like, you know, you should have someone there's like, hey, 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 hold on. Uh, we're repeating something that maybe shouldn't work out. Right. But when you see it at multiple places, that mm. means that overall this was like a trend mm. that has been approved. Right. Because blackface doesn't mean the same thing it means in America as it does anywhere else. I mean, the, the reason blackface is so offensive here is because of the fucking history of blackface. Right. Right. But if yeah. you go to like Europe, they don't have that history, so they don't no, find it they as have, offensive. They have certain the histories. Like I mean, it's just that they don't have the same maybe um, opportunities and platforms that you know maybe we have had and and kind of spearheading a lot of like um, injustices. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't civil rights in every country. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's just not what yeah, happened. And some countries don't even like like France, for example. You know, like they don't need civil rights. Right, because they they well, they're socialists and yeah, like they believe in like a certain level of equality for everybody. Yeah. So I, I think like you know Gucci. What what is Gucci? Is, is it Italian or something? Yeah, it's yeah. Italian. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we can judge you know American standards to you know companies that are not culturally well. Aware no, because of, like, these American. designers are like known racists. Oh, are they? <laughs> yes, like no. all these high end designers actually have either been like quoted saying like they don't want black people wearing their clothes and all types of shit. Well, they're trying to make them look like blackface. <laughs> yeah, so that way black people don't wear it. Like, put what? it like this. Like, literally, I could I could pull up online right now where uh, a high-end fashion designer says, like, I don't want black people wearing my clothes. But since since having high-end clothes is like a fashion statement, it's a class thing, uh, black people still wear the clothes. 
Right. And that's my problem. Well, mm. also, um, I mean, gosh, it, it's really such like a, a levels to this, but it's like these houses get new designers, right? So sometimes it's not even the entire like organization as maybe it is that present designer, what they called creative directors. And um, sometimes they're not even really designing. There's a team underneath and maybe they didn't really see it. So, I mean, there's yeah, so there many be, levels to there this. There could be a lot of things going on. But... Know? But then at the same time, like, it's Black History Month. I mean, could we have released this a different month? I mean, could, like, right. I almost feel like it was just, like, this was really unfortunate. And, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. the I best way to this. subvert this shit is to actually wear it, in a way. Because, well, somebody told me, like, apparently New Balance is, like, the the shoe of white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, And when they told me that, it's like... That is wonderful that I'm wearing that right now because, like, I'm going to just fuck up every white supremacist thinking they're, they've got their shoe, you know? It yeah. totally would be New Balance, right? That's like the, that's like the perfect shoe that's, that's racist, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. It can't be Nike or Adidas. It's got to be New Balance. But orthopedic know? New Balances. Yeah. <laughs> or those fucking, uh, uh, what are they called? The Vibrams? The, the ones with the toes? Oh, those are just yeah. dorky. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say Sacconis because I was like, Sacconis were like right underneath. I have no idea what a Sacconis is. I've heard oh that a long time. Oh, my gosh. I know what Sacconis are. Sacconis <laughs> used to be tight in elementary school. Sacconis yeah. is like if um, if uh, New Balances and Reeboks, the old Reeboks, had a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even think they exist no more, right? I, don't, I haven't seen them. All right, guys. What are we talking about next? We got uh, spirituality. You want to talk about spirituality, Ashley? We're getting real serious on this podcast. I like it. Jeez, I like. I like so that we're getting serious. serious. Well, also, Maximo, you wanted to also like jump on that because you were discussing someone over what? What's over there? No, no, I don't want to discuss that. <laughs> oh. That's just that's that's not even anything in the realm of this podcast. <laughs> It's just too nerdy. <laughs> oh, you mean the X Men figures? Or? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Well, <laughs> that, 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 that's a feat. When I first saw that, when I came to Maximo's house the first time and I saw that, I was like, dude, this guy is my new fucking best friend. I love this. <laughs> he has, uh, has X Men figures in a dollhouse <laughs> and all lined up like two, it's three floors. It's the X Mansion. Isn't yeah, that the a, character? But it is a dollhouse. <laughs> it's not the X Mansion. Yeah. That's the, it's a miniature. That's the antagonist from Apocalypse, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you 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 were referencing the movie first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that's uh that that movie was a perversion of that yeah, fucking was. beautiful character right there. Yeah, whose right. name is Apocalypse. Uh-huh. That was a piece of shit version of. I that was fucking horrible. hated that it was awful. version. It was yeah. Awful. Uh, we gotta change the talk. But anyway, spirituality. <laughs> you, as you were saying. Well, Ashley, take uh, it away. what were we talking about? I think we were talking about like when you move to LA, or this commonly happens. People, no matter what religion they were practicing or where they weren't practicing, they end up becoming like I'm spiritual. And I just want to explore, like you know, like what does that mean to you? You know, and um, how do you feel? I mean, are you spiritual? Are you religious? Are you, you know, Zane? Do you want to? Spirituality to me is self-awareness because at the end of the day, if you look at all religions and things, obviously to some, to some degree, it's all about self-awareness. Like obviously they have, they have their own little stigmas or criteria that you have to meet to be like devout to that religion. But at the end of the day, it's all about awareness to me, self-awareness. What do you mean by that? Explain that a little bit more. Self-awareness. Not being caught up in the world, being able to 
create from within and not let the world show you the way to live. So do you mean spirituality is a, is a kind of a time, maybe like, you know, maybe on Sundays or whatever fucking schedule you have to reflect on yourself, like to, to, no. have, you, to have your own time? No, spirituality is like a daily thing. But it's not like, I'm not saying you have to meditate for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes a day to be spiritual. But it would probably take some level of discipline and dedication to take out time for yourself to understand yourself. Like how Ashley was talking about meditating earlier. But, but how do you understand yourself? Like, what, explain what that means to through you. Medi- to through you. meditation. Because mm-hmm. like she was saying, if you meditate, right, mm-hmm. you become aware of other things. So the more basically, the more time you take to understand yourself and just to relax and calm your mind and not be a part of the world and everything that's going on in society, the more aware you become of yourself. And that's basically what spirituality is. Meditation for you is like nothingness, right? Like the elimination method. Like, is that what you do? Like silent? Is that what meditation is? Yeah. Yeah. No, because you can meditate on a thought. So it's not Mm. all, it's not about clearing your mind. Right. Because as a human, like you are a thinking being. Mm. So I don't think you have to, silence your mind for two hours. I don't think that's what meditation is. Meditation can be silencing your mind for five minutes and then focusing in on something specific because it's hard to be specific. You know what I'm saying? Like with low attention spans and all the information we have today, it's hard to actually just close your eyes or whatever the case may be and focus on one thought for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Because all these thoughts are just running through your head. So So you can just quiet your mind and even just focus in on one thought like, just imagine yourself sitting at the beach. That's exactly what I did in church, like growing up. Like I think <laughs> church, it, it, you don't you don't pay attention to what the priest is saying. You just meditate for an hour. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean I agree with you guys, but like I think um, that you can be spiritual and religious, or one or the other. But I think spirituality is also recognizing that like you have a spirit and connecting to that spirit because, like you were saying, like these okay. outside. Define define both. Define what? the uh, what what your spirit is, and then define what the connection is. Well, it's it's. I don't like, want to sound too L.A. and fucking. Well, this is this is an L.A. conversation. And shit, you know. <laughs> no, but I mean, whenever people p- uh, say that, like, I, I want definite. I want to put it in the fucking real world. You know. I like okay. For example, I think your day to day routine usually governs whom you think you are. Right. Like that's why most people, if they're if they do accounting, they would describe themselves as an accountant. Right. right? Mm. But like when you start like meditating or, or I don't know, maybe some people do it through exercise, but basically it's time for yourself and your thoughts. You're able to decipher like what you like, what you don't like, what what you need to work on, what your path is, but also getting to know you because your spirit is like inside of you. And I think we live such like um uh, like these physical lives, but don't realize that it's a physical and a spiritual life. So when my interpretation is when you're spiritual, it's being in touch with both of those things, right? It's like having a brain and a heart, utilizing them both, right? Like one's okay, rational. So y- you as yourself is defined by like your daily routine and then you as a spiritual self is defined by what? Just who, who you really are. Like who are you when you take away your clothes, when you take away your job, when you take away your hair color or I'm a fucking broke ass homeless Asian guy. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that is who you know who you are. You know what I mean? But like right. but the sooner you get to know whom that person is, like you're comfortable in in all your situations. You're comfortable with money, without money, you're comfortable single, you're comfortable in a relationship, you know, like you're comfortable not knowing and also you're just more comfortable with your own mind. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. isn't what people describe the biggest enemy is their mind. They're mm-hmm. the biggest like 
like yeah, critic I mean, that's, is that's themselves. I, I mean, it's like when you, when you guys say like you focus on a thought, right? Like I think that's the opposite of what I do when uh, I, I meditate. Right? Oh, I don't. I don't Which, focus on a thought. Oh, you don't. Okay. No, my mine is just like to just either focus on the breath. And just yeah, like being br- as breath. present as possible, mm-hmm. not focusing on thought. But if a thought comes in before I dismiss it, I'll recognize it unless it's something that keeps coming in my brain. Then I just like listen to myself and say, hmm, maybe this is something you need to ponder on. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that's uh, for me, at least, like really knowing yourself is understanding that your thoughts are, you know, just uh, just your thoughts. Right. So they're not like an actual thing and they're not attached to your identity. They're just thoughts that you have that pass through your mind in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, so like separating your thoughts from your mind, that, that's re- really powerful because then you can kind of like be the, the, the bouncer to thoughts. So if a thought comes that you don't want. That's funny. I was see- you know, you can just say like, hey, get the fuck. You're a fucking nerd. <laughs> I, <didn't> you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's too I'm many de- guys in here. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. We need more. That's you funny know? that you mentioned that analogy because when you were describing thoughts, I don't know why, but I was thinking of like migrants at the border. <laughs> that, that's kind of what thoughts are, right? Like, I mean, uh, uh, mental space versus physical space. It's, it's basically you're letting things in and then not letting things in. So, if you cho- if you choose to let everything in, then you yeah, know no you control. have you have a bunch of uh, rapists and murderers, as Trump would say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. I'm kidding. Of course, I'm fucking kidding. Uh, yeah. Well, when but I when I say focus on a thought, what I meant mm-hmm. was visualizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, I, I you can you can too. be meditate you can be meditating right. and not having thoughts, but visualizing something. Mm-hmm. So that's right. what I meant. But even if you're like visualizing some kind of success, even your idea of success is just a thought. You know, it's just something mm-hmm. that's in your head that you think is something that you want to go towards but you know maybe it's not right so like they're all just thought everything that you have every you know every piece of being that you think you are are just more thoughts that you can kind of shed and then once you shed everything then you're just like fucking pure spirit right and that's what nirvana is which which very few people actually can get to because they're so tied into their identity especially in fucking la Oh, right. absolutely. But but I think getting back to like what Your you were saying, like like <laughs> connecting to yourself is like having sort of like the ability to recognize that there's thoughts, but that thoughts also manifest. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, you got to be careful what you're thinking, because that could be like your daily thoughts. That can be like something attached to you. And I think that's what meditation does is it helps you to have a little bit more grip mm-hmm. on processing and like ridding things that don't serve you do you right. know what i mean yeah yeah like that grounding yourself i guess mm-hmm. that's what i was like grounding yourself. Who, who meditates I, I don't really meditate as much as i i do I yeah don't. How, how many how uh, what's your routine like how many minutes do you meditate in a day um i at least meditate once a day and i for, for how many minutes <laughs> i don't really care about the time honestly 60 seconds as long as i've done it like when i wake up i'm good you know what i mean mm. but i try to do it like throughout whenever i feel the need to to do it um right i don't think it has to be a long time like everyone's different i mean i have add like um so do i i think that's why we get along so well <laughs> together is because we both have fucking severe ADD. we've got to move you know, know move it. but i do think that meditation really helps people with add I, yeah it definitely does there's certain things that help like fucking rigorous exercise mm-hmm. meditation you know things that don't help are all the addictive shit like like fucking jerking off to porn coffee right? that that fucks you up yeah coffee <laughs> fucks me up monster <laughs> do you have ADD, Zane? No. Zane is such a cool name. Is that your real name or is that your yeah, my show real name. name? Yeah, that's my real name. Where are you going, Ashley? I go to the bathroom. All right, what do we got next, guys? 
Well, you talk about your trips. You went to uh, San Francisco. Oh, yeah. I went to San Francisco. Yeah. You, it sounds I, like I, you don't even want to talk about it. Well, it wasn't it wasn't too event. Have you been in San Francisco? I knew it. I fucking knew it. I've that, never been that north of here. city's a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> the furthest north of here I've been is probably Porter Ranch. Where is Porter? Oh, Ranch? that's funny. That's in the that's valley. Uh, that's in the valley. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Valley life is dope. You were like stuck in town. Yeah, I went to. I mean, I, I usually enjoy San Francisco, but I went with my friend who's um who's is Chinese, which means that he's the cheapest person on the planet. You oh, know? that sucks. So yeah. you probably didn't go to Burma store. I did go to Burma store. It was it was delicious. Okay. But uh, but I was with my friend and um, yeah, it's it, it, you know going on vacation with people is is uh interesting right because you have to compromise there's always a compromise yeah that's what it is i mean like when you go by yourself you could do whatever the fuck you want (laughs) but you're kind of lonely right yeah it's it's i think that's more sad is to just travel alone (laughs) (laughs) i mean let's face it traveling is for like uh like hot chicks and chads yeah i i I don't know man it's because i wanted to do certain things and my friend didn't want to do and he's Mm -hmm. also cheap so like you know Mm -hmm. there, there was three instances where I went to a place and like, you know, we both agreed to go to this place, like a restaurant or like a bar or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just like, oh, yeah, I don't want to eat anything. <laughs> so I was just eating by myself. Like, oh, and he was just man. watching me eat, you know, and I was like, what the fuck? This is fucking this is That's, I'd rather be by myself. Man, you know? I wonder if he got off to you watching you eat. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey. I know he wasn't touching himself under the table. Because uh, people really do are into food porn, you know? Like, is that a thing? Food porn is a thing? Just watching people eat? Yeah. Or maybe he's into ASMR and he just wanted to hear you like chew and swallow. <laughs> he's it's, like, oh yeah, listen to that vocal it's, node. It's weird, man. When, when, you, when you're... What did I miss? I want to make an ASMR channel. I'm thinking of just like whispering like creepy sayings like, <laughs> hey there, uh, I like your hair. Like that's what ASMR is, right? Just whispering creepy shit. Yeah, no, it's, it's not whispering. It's, oh. it's it's more so about like eating foods and like things that yeah, like have sounds, like bo- things body that, noises. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like body noises. Yeah. So but yeah, I, I wanted to do a bunch of things in, in San Francisco. I wanted to go to the tiki bar. I wanted to fucking go to the the peak. And you the strawberry didn't get field. to do any of that because I, I wanted buddy. to go to the MoMA, you know, because uh-huh. but my buddy didn't want to do any of those things because they cost money and Chinese people are really cheap. Damn. But they have really all the money. That's why they have all the money because they don't fucking spend it, man. Mm-hmm. Chinese people are the cheapest. You guys think that Jewish people are cheap? Chinese people are a different level of cheap. They're above Jewish people in terms of cheapness. Dang. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> you think that? Actually, you're, you're married to a Jewish person. Okay. And it gets really um, <laughs> creative, okay? Like, uh, we can figure out a way to do this free free.com does it really yeah married to a jewish person so you, you i mean he's half jewish so like i think um mm. or partial so to speak so you know like sometimes the other side comes out and sometimes the the, the, the white that side comes out. So, you know, <laughs> it's a it's like a you know toss-up yeah after talking about racism for like 30 minutes we're just <laughs> like oh yeah chinese people and jewish people are <laughs> fucking cheap as hell resourceful uh <laughs> We're an hour twenty minutes in. Jesus Damn, Christ, that's a lot. That's a yeah. long time. I thought Jeez. it was thirty-two minutes. Damn. Damn, time flies when you're laughing. Right. <laughs> that was a good one, guys. I, oh yeah. yeah, we did good. I like that one. Great. That was fun. Yeah, it was real fun. 
Should we end it? All right. Yeah. Anything? Yeah. Anything? Uh, any ending things you want to say? Well, I've, I've one more <laughs> racist <laughs> anything thing. Anything you want to say? Um, <laughs> 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 so specific. Maximo has a racist thing. Okay. <laughs> well, well, you know, we're already talking about racist shit, but I have another Indian pervert story. Okay. <laughs> so apparently, like, um, Maximo loves Indian pervs. We have uh, several Indian perv stories throughout the podcast. Oh one God. of them was about an Indian perv who got on a plane. And just would not stop masturbating on the plane. Buck naked. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he stripped down. What, what happened? He stripped down and started like masturbating. Buck naked, started masturbating, and like they had to like um, just force pants on him. And, like, <laughs> he literally what? peed on himself too, like <laughs> on the middle of a flight. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and then didn't you pull out a puppet? That was like. <laughs> oh wait, that was like after the first the time. That's after you oh. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, okay, but apparently, like they um, they get together in like in big packs and um, what Indian pervs? Yeah, and a and group it, of Indian pervs. They they go to they travel to Thailand on vacation. Okay, and and they try to haggle like a gangbang with their pooled <laughs> oh, like no. rupees. <laughs> Where did you see this? Wait, they try to haggle a gangbang with what? With a Thai, like ladyboy hooker, like in Thailand. They try. They haggle with them. Yeah, because like, because they want a, a gangbang at, because like they're pooling in uh. their money, so they're they're thinking like. I we can get a gangbang at a lower rate because like <laughs> oh, no. you know we're in a pack you know we oh might as well get a gangbang. Has anybody like, ever told you sound like Stephen Hawking? <laughs> 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 no, that's a, I I like that. I, I'd rather it be Stephen Hawking than um just any. Like okay. the way the way you hold words and like the <laughs> undertone, you're like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Stephen like, Hawking. I'd rather be Stephen oh Hawking. Gosh. You sound you actually hold your words the way that you do. <laughs> I don't know whether you can no. say it's Stephen Hawking that's holding the words as opposed to a fucking computer that talks for <laughs> Right. You know? Okay, well he has he's the computer. <laughs> listen, just listen for it now. What you're gonna hear. He is smart, so So how did you hear about this? Uh these, just these uh, um well, I, I was just watching videos about Thailand. Yeah. Oh. So it was a group of Indians. Well, that's the uh, uh, that's most of the tourists in in, in Thailand is like either like uh, sex tourists. Is, sex. Is, it's, it's either like uh, old white guys or like Indians these days. With a the fetish. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, well, we'll, we'll end it there, <laughs> oh guys. Wow, that's a really weird place to end it. But I, I like it. It's it's very fitting with our podcast. <laughs> Goodbye.